Hi, John Kuzma from EndzoneBlog.com's Across the Middle Show. Thank you guys for tuning in like you guys do every day. It means so much to me. We got a lot of NFL uh, to talk about in today's podcast. The very first thing we have up on the ticker is everyone is talking about the New York Giants offense, and that's why the defense needs to come out and overachieve. You know, the New York Giants have been having a good offseason, and now it will be up to the defense to prove their worth. Everyone knows the Giants offense has a ton of playmakers, and that's why Pat Shermer's defense is going to be so critical. If they can get stops on that side of the ball, Eli Manning, Odell Beckham Jr., and Saquon Barkley should be able to put up points. That's why Landon Collins, Damon Harrison, and Olivier Vernon all have to start the year off with a bang. By forcing three and outs, shutting down the run, and keeping points off the board, this team is going to set itself up for success. You have to believe it all starts up front with Harrison and Vernon. If those guys get going, they can uh, minimize the loss of Jason Pierre-Paul. This pass rush was nowhere to be found a year ago, and that's the first thing that has to be changed. That. Uh, it's so hard to win games when you let the other team's quarterback sit back there all day. If Harrison and Vernon win in the trenches, then Landon Collins and the guys at the second level will be able to operate more freely. It's bad news when the offensive linemen are getting up to the linebackers and safeties. So that's the main area the Giants have to improve in. But if they can win at the line of scrimmage, uh, they should be able to get off the field and hand the ball back to that high-scoring offense. It's all about fundamentals for this team. And not only that, the stars of this defense had to step up. Collins, Harrison, and Vernon have no room for error because those are the guys that this team depends on. The top dogs had to stay hungry or else New York could end up surrounding touch surrendering touchdowns left and right so basically what i'm getting at is you know last year uh the new york giants completely struggled last year when it came to rushing the passer they were one of the worst teams in the league and since then they uh let go or i I believe they traded jason pierre paul to the tampa bay buccaneers so they were already bad last year they lose jason pierre paul And that's evident that um, it's going to put a lot more pressure on Damon Harrison and Olivier Vernon. Those guys have to uh, not only shut down the run, but get after it in the passing game, too. You know, obviously, Vernon's better at the pass and Harrison's better at the run. But these guys have to both get it done uh, in both phases of the game. So, um Really, you know, Vernon's got to be getting around those tackles and competing on every single snap. Harrison's got to be uh, swallowing, swallowing up a couple of gaps, uh, two gaps, whether it's the A, both A gaps or whatever, wherever he's lined up. And um, not only that, he has to swim off these offensive linemen and find a way to get to these quarterbacks. If that happens, it's going to set up, you know, Landon Collins and the guys behind those uh, defensive linemen to have success too it all starts um in the trenches up front winning at the line of scrimmage uh being uh, a defense that can get penetration into the offensive backfield so those are the things you have to do to play fundamental football as far as defense goes which will help you keep points off the board which will help keep your offense on the field longer um with your defense on the sidelines resting um 
all those things are good factors for your team. You don't want a defense that's going to be out there, uh, you know, the majority of the game because by the time the fourth quarter rolls around, you're just going to wear down. Um, you're going to be fatigued, and that's going to cause a lot more uh, errors and mishaps. So really uh this this uh defense needs to get it going if they don't they're going to regress into the team we were they were last year and we all know how uh, embarrassing that was for the giants organization but if they can uh get it going on defense and you know that's kind of the weakest link of this team right now so uh if they minimize that weakness and they actually overachieve a little bit now you're uh getting off the field and you're getting the ball back in Eli Manning's hands. And remember, he's got Odell Beckham. He's got Saquon Barkley. He's got Evan Ingram. He's got a ton of talent around him. So they need this defense to um, minimize their problems and actually find a way instead of instead of struggling to actually contribute something and be at least a good defense they don't have to be great but if they can find a way to be good that's going to be so big for this team and helping them get back to playing winning football uh the next topic up we have on the ticker you know we talked about uh the LaShawn McCoy situation uh yesterday but I, I really want to talk about the Bills if they end up losing LaShawn McCoy you know if the Bills lose LaShawn McCoy um, they won't be a playoff contender anymore that's the bottom line really uh, Buffalo uh, you know they need this guy that's all I really can say you know and if you were watching um you know, social media or anything like that yesterday. Basically, you saw LaShawn McCoy get caught up in a firestorm of drama when his ex-girlfriend accused him of domestic violence and robbery. Whether McCoy is innocent or not, one thing is for certain, and that's if McCoy isn't on the field, then the Bills will take a huge step back. We're talking about a team that goes from a wild card spot to missing the playoffs. That's how much of an impact Shady McCoy brings to the running game, and this is the worst possible time for Buffalo. They were on the brink of turning their franchise around after making it to the postseason a year ago, which was the first time in 17 years. Now if McCoy is out of the lineup, some other player will have to step up in his absence. All the signs point to Chris Ivory being that guy. It won't be easy to fill those shoes, but if Ivory can recapture his top form, it's possible he can get this team close to a winning season. Hopefully everything gets resolved with McCoy and he had nothing to do with his ex-girlfriend's assault. If he is guilty of that crime, though, the league has to think about suspending LaShawn McCoy for the entire season. There's no place in our sport for that. And the league has to set a strong precedent to prevent other players from taking similar action. McCoy has so much going for him, but we've seen people like Aaron Hernandez who threw their whole life away because of bad decisions off the field. Uh, you have to be very conscious of how you may act or how you act, even if you're one of the best in the game. Keeping your hands clean must be the top priority, and ultimately, that's bigger than being a pro athlete. It's an aggressive sport, but these but these guys have to shut it down once the final whistle blows. Sorry about that there. Uh, I was uh, just reviewing some of the content I have, but basically uh, what I'm trying to you know, uh, relay to the listeners is, you know, uh, LaShawn McCoy is such a good player that 
if you take him out of the equation for the Buffalo Bills, there's just no chance they make it back to the playoffs. You know, this guy is probably a future Hall of Famer. But now, you know, if all this stuff is true and he really did uh, attack his girlfriend or his ex-girlfriend, I should say, um, we saw the photo on social media. Um, if I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was pretty bad. And if that did happen, you know, Sean McCoy definitely deserves to be suspended. And I think you had to seriously consider suspending him the whole entire year because he had to set a strong precedent so other players don't take this same action. It's really embarrassing um, to the league that we constantly have to go through this. And it's getting to the point where uh, if some serious action isn't taken it's going to just deter too many people from supporting the league so um LaShawn McCoy if it's true definitely has to be sat down for the entire season and you really have to evaluate you know uh what happens from there do you suspend him indefinitely you know because Ray Rice had a similar situation he never got to get back out on the field so it just goes to show that uh it's uh, a very unfortunate situation. It's terrible. It, it's came to this. And LaShawn McCoy should have known better. Hopefully he he uh, does know better and he didn't screw up. But like I said, if he did, he deserves to have the, the hammer brought down on him and a serious uh, suspension because it's totally unacceptable if it is true. The last thing I want to talk about is Aaron Rodgers. You know, Aaron Rodgers is such a good player, but I was uh, watching this video clip on him, um, the checkdown. I don't know if you guys have watched uh, any of the checkdown stuff on Twitter. The checkdown is a football uh, Twitter account that has some great content. And they were talking about how Aaron Rodgers, you know, scrambled, juked a defender, threw across his body and threw uh, between two defenders for a touchdown. It was such a great play. But the one thing that really stood out to me is he took a serious kill shot from one of the Bears defenders, and it just clicked to me. You know, Aaron Rodgers cannot sustain his health playing this type of football. When you're taking hits like that, uh, you're not going to hold up for the whole season. We've already seen him struggle a little bit with his health at times. You know, he's had a couple injuries uh, over the last five years, a couple of serious injuries. Um, and, you know, the way he plays, he has to learn how to play more like Tom Brady, uh, not scrambling, not trying to buy time with his feet so much. He's so good at that that he naturally wants to turn to those skills. Uh, but he has to find a way to just sit in the pocket uh, trust his offensive line and not, you know, at least don't scramble to the edge. Remember, that's how he took that major hit by the Vikings. He just can't risk it anymore because we've seen what happens to the Packers when he does go down. That team just has no chance at surviving without him in the lineup. And Rodgers, for his own legacy, he can't afford to get hurt anymore, you know. Um, he was still voted very highly in the top 100 by all the other players. But another year of getting injured, and there's no defending his uh, reputation anymore. He's going to be labeled a glass football player, and it's unfortunate because the guy is so, excuse me, so talented. Um, Just uh, a different type of leader. The Packers have a different, uh, a different level of competitiveness when he's on the field. 
Um, I don't think anybody really besides maybe Tom Brady is as val- uh, valuable to their team as Aaron Rodgers just because we see how big of the difference is when he's on the field and when he's off the field. You know, they're a playoff contender playoff contender and going on deep uh, runs in the postseason when he's on the field and when he's not on uh, in the lineup excuse me uh, he's are the Packers are basically uh, a losing team so it's a night and day difference when Aaron Rodgers on the field he's got to find a way to play in the pocket and protect himself because if he keeps uh, scrambling he's going to keep getting the same results so that's uh, the biggest thing for Aaron Rodgers. Keep an eye on if he makes any adjustments. He really has to evolve his game. And if that happens, uh, I think he can stay on the field for all 16 games. And that's going to be so big for this organization moving forward. And it'll probably end up saving Mike McCarthy's job. I'm John Kuzman. That's all we have today. Check out EndZoneBlog.com. Also check out our Twitter account, at NFL. I appreciate it. Have a great night.